We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen, it's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. Monday, Monday. What's up, everybody? Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Shanna Anderson, who is a death doula, a Reiki master. She's one of the owners at the Full Circle Wellness Center in Brigham City. And we had an amazing conversation about all things kind of holistic healing, especially got into that uh, death doula because uh, that's something that really fascinates me. So it was a great episode. Stay tuned. Real quick, wanted to shout out everybody who's uh, following me and supporting the podcast. Remember, the best way to support the podcast is to support our sponsors. So definitely check them out. Uh, Check out Shanna and her wellness center in Brigham City if you're up that way. And please enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, Shanna Anderson. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Well, we're going live. All right. So, <laughs> so we'll see. But um, well, cool. Thanks for joining me. Uh, how do you, Shana or Sh- Shanna? Shanna. Okay. So Shanna, tell. So you're a death doula. Yeah, I am. What is what does that mean? You haven't now. I understand. Like this is something new to you, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> new. But I, but this has always been a thing that's like fascinated me with yeah. um. Just with the fact that like uh, just death in general, like um, I'm very stoic in in my beliefs and how I approach life and death is something that, you know, like when you learn about in stoicism, you know, like memento mori, these uh, this idea that like at any time you could leave life. Right. So what do you do as a death doula? And like, why did you choose that? Okay, so it's funny that off top, well, on topic, but it's okay, funny that right, so Maury, and I feel like I have my own, like, I don't know if it's necessarily in the same backing, but I actually got a tattoo recently of Memento Mori yeah. on my right arm. And because uh, it just brought me into, brings me to that present of, you know, one day you will die and yeah. having that, it's like, but today you must live. <laughs> and it kind of pulled me to, I was kind of pulled to that just because I've always had this fascination with things that probably are a little macabre to most people. (laughs) Um, You you follow social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beyond that, you know, I found this depth. I feel like depth is the right word for it. And it's not something that frightens me. And I know that it can frighten some people and meeting them where they're at, but I was pulled to it because I feel like I, I have the capability to hold that space respectfully neutrality, you know, neutrally to mm-hmm. walk with people through that very strange to some, very normal to others transition. And it, it I just, I found it. My um, business partner at the wellness center is a birth doula. And she was like, you should be a birth doula. 
I just, I don't have that same pull, you know, I, I really don't. Right. I'm like, good for you. And then I was in um, a Facebook group for um, birth workers because I do a lot of Reiki on, on birth workers and okay. so clients and whatnot. And someone mentioned death doula and I saw it literally. I was like, what is that? What is that? You know, like you asked, I was like, I saw it on a Sunday, signed up for the course on a Monday and enrolled and busted it out. Like, I was like, I need to do this. So death do it. <laughs> All right. I loop around, but you know, conversation flows. Yeah. Um, a death doula is basically kind of like, if you think of a birth doula setting, you know, advocacy, um, helping someone, not only like in the sense of like, having like a good birth of what they're intending. And obviously, you know, things don't always go as planned, but the idea of a good death, there's so much focus on the beginning of life. Why not bring that to the end of life as well? And there's so many avenues you can take with it, but in a nutshell, it's like a support system, holistically non-medical to help people during that time, that transition in, in many different ways. And I know that's kind of a blanket statement, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but we'll we'll get into this because it's something that I end up talking about a lot with people like and the reason I brought this on and like because I know you own your business, your wellness center. Right. And, and you just mentioned there are a couple partners. Yeah. Um, but I feel like. I inevitably talk about this idea that if you're a business owner, part of the reason you become a business owner is because you have this idea that like you only live once. Right. And, and the fear, and I can deal with the fear of failure or I, you know, I can deal with failure. I can't deal with what if, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so like, I already feel like if you're a business owner, you have that you're, you're in at least some sort of space to accept the fact that like, or you've already accepted the fact that you're not going to live forever and that you've got to make something work right now. You know what I'm saying? Or not right now, but you got to start something like I can't, you know, if you have this idea that like, I can't keep going with this. So I'm just curious, like, um, why do you think outside of like the business world and maybe even in the business world a little bit, why is death such a taboo topic? And like, cause I agree with you, by the way, I agree that, that people should be just as that you should approach death almost like you were approaching like a birth, right? Like this transition, this, this idea. Right. So I just want to get kind of your idea on, on like why it's taboo. I think it's taboo because a lot of the times some, and this is just some, I'm, I'm not speaking for everybody, but there's like a fear associated with it. You know, there's, mm this mysticism for some around it and that unknown, we put it behind a curtain and, you know, yeah. Grandma, sorry. Again, we're talking about death. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. going into it, but grandma has makeup on that maybe doesn't always look like grandma. And it's kind of like this curtain of making something, you know, that in itself almost makes it not normal because it's like, that's not the process of how it actually goes. If it, you know, We don't put on makeup and things like that. So we try to make it. Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC free, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right, or you need uh, their number two 
that get your day started right. Uh, they got something for everybody. They're quality, uh, lab tested, third party tested. It's all good. Go check them out. Happiestmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com and tell them that the thinking project sent you. Like it's not, there's nothing behind that curtain when in reality there is. And we know there's more than, you know, the viewing and what we're kind of shown, but Mm -hmm. it it kind of forces those conversations to come up. So then people don't talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about death and you're talking about birth. So what, like, I feel like that question, I feel like in order to be comfortable with death, you have to understand like who you really are and what you're here for. Right. Yeah. So in your, in your coaching process, so at what point do, does a death doula come into the equation? Like does somebody, if somebody wants to learn more or like be comfortable with their mortality, is that when they come to you? Or is this like, I have a terminal illness and then I come to you. It could be anything along those lines. That's what's so beautiful about it. There's just so many pathways. So you could have someone that is my age. I'm 26. That is, okay. you know what? I don't have anything, you know, I'm not ill right now, but I'm thinking about that end of life. And maybe I'm wanting to get in touch with, I don't know, some lawyers. I'm wanting to plan some things out. I do or don't want this one day at my services. I want to quote unquote, be as prepared as I can. Or you may have someone that is, you know, diagnosed on hospice that they're in that scenario. The beautiful thing is there isn't a wrong time to interject. I always feel like, because at some point it's going to affect all of us. So anytime Mm. that that client or anyone would want to approach us, it's kind of meeting them where they're at and being like, okay, you're 26 and you want to have support (laughs) in your decisions. That's great. Or, Hey, you've been hit with something heavy. Um, Let's get you some resources and kind of let you know, you know, you're, you're not alone meeting them where they're at. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So that's such a good question. Now I don't know how to ask this next question. So I'll give you some, I'll give like a little bit of background, but like, as a death doula from where you're at. And by the way, 26 is awesome. Like I'm 27. And I like, I feel feel like I've been, you know, I feel like I've been thinking about this. Memento Mori is such a big deal. It really, it really pushes me to do things that I wouldn't normally do because it's this, you know, it's the idea that like, you know, so Memento Mori and Amor Fati, which is like love fate, you know, you can yeah. either you can either run with it or be dragged. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So which brings me to this question, like, I guess and I guess it's two parts. So when you're dealing with death, like I said, like when I was first be- becoming comfortable with this idea that like there's no credits, there's no debits and credits like I could run. I, I could run through a green light a million times and it just takes one somebody to run it for me to end you know what i'm saying and so what do you feel like is the meaning of death like do you believe in like and and i'm just asking this yeah yeah for your answer so there's no ulterior motive (laughs) you know what i'm saying so like what do you think Is, is there something after death is there something bigger to life like what do you think because i'm i'm just i'm curious as a death doula Right. So I would say I'm kind of, I'm more agnostic. Um, okay. All right. I'm, I'm open, you know, like sure, I don't, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't, which I is know. totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know everything and sure. I don't pretend to, um, but I'm, but I'm open and I feel like that's a great place to be as a doula in any 
any place, you know, and there can be duels with their own specific belief background. Sure. But I feel like going with this neutrality of like, that's for you. That's cool. Like I'll support (laughs) it. You want that in your service? You don't want that? Hey, that's cool. You know, like Mm. I'll support you either way. And I feel like just, uh, I'm very much like that in my day-to-day life of like, I'm open. I don't know everything. And I was listening to your conversation um with brett mm. and it was honing in and you guys were talking about how like that ego of like getting to that point of like you know what we don't know everything we don't know everything and yeah yeah some truths there but like you know i feel like i'm i'm open if that helps <laughs> no it totally well because i just feel like you know if you're when you're talking to somebody about this, every time I've had a conversation, it, it, it somehow circles back to maybe like a purpose. And by the way, like, I think agnostic is fine. Like, I, I think that's, I think that's a more, I think that's more honest than some of the people, like, I, I, I'm pretty religious, but I feel like that's uh, agnostic answer is more honest than some of the answers that I get when I'm talking with people in any religion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Which is, which is great, which is yeah, great. Absolutely. So, and Brett and Brett is my dude. He was cool. Yeah. I, I, I was able him. to do about an hour of it between. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, it, we, was awesome. it was awesome. Yeah. When he comes on, we, we go for way, way too long, but, uh, but, um, it's, it's good. So, so as far, okay. So maybe after that, does it matter though? Like as a doula for you, when you're teaching somebody about life, when you're teaching somebody about death, does it matter to you? Like when, when somebody comes up and they're like, yeah, but, you know, I want to get comfortable with death and, and, um, you know, what's my purpose and things like that. Like, I don't, do, you know, how, it, does how you live life matter? Like, I think it, for me, it like comes back to kindness and like kind of, you know, meeting people where they're at and their each unique belief system and not like forcing my own on them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being okay. like, I'm present with you wherever you're at, whatever your belief systems are. Um, that's cool with me, man, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. but I'm present with you and let's be present right now. And um, you have my support either way. Like I'm here mm-hmm. for you in whatever realm that means for you after this. And, but also right now, mm-hmm. and it just brings it like the memento mori, like, remember you will die. That hits that I'm just present instantly. Mm-hmm. And I have anxiety. And for me, that put it into perspective of just, yeah, you're anxious about that, you know, in <laughs> future, but Hey, that future is not even promised. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, like, you know, I, I, that's what I, when, whenever I inevitably run into this conversation, it doesn't happen very often, but whenever I inevitably run into it, um, it, it does, you know, I'm like, there's no credits in heaven or whatever, you know, and that's what I say, but, but I just say, there's no credits. There's no credits in life, man. You know, you don't get to stack these up and be like, well, I made it so far this, you know what I mean? Yep, um, yep. So how do you have the, how do you have that conversation with people? Um, how do you prepare them then in this transition, in this, in this transition from either accepting it or maybe you have somebody who's terminally ill? Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you approach that? Um, again, it's kind of that meeting people where they're at, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not like if they're not accepting of it, not like invalidating that the feeling of unacceptance, because it's like mm. maybe 
you know, they have, they feel like, man, I need more time. I need, I need this. I need that. And being like, yeah. And that must just leveling with them and be like, that must suck. Like I, I can't put myself <laughs> in that situation and being like, you know, accepting of that and being like, because I haven't been there. It's just being like, but I'm holding space for you in regards to it, whether you're accepting of it or not, but I'm here to help you prepare in any way I can to make this a better experience in any mm. way, shape, form within like a scope. Yeah. And that was my next question. So along with empathy, so that's, I mean, I mean and that's a great thing to do. I mean, because that's just hard for people, everybody. Yeah. Some people hold on to it, man. Some people hold on to like this idea that even when they're facing it, I've met people, even when they're facing it, that it just can't be real. <laughs> and that, uh, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I totally get it though, but it's nuts to me. Yeah. So, the, so what is your, what's, what's within the scope of, of your gig Yeah. and yeah. what, and what's your goal? Like when you, when you come with a client, you've met them where they are, you're in the conversation, like what, what's for you, what's successful in that situation? What does that look like? Having them feel heard, obviously the empathy mm -hmm. and non-judgmental party. If you, you know, want me to advocate and you're having a green burial, hey, more to you. Or let's help you have a good death. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. And no, I'm not a counselor. Like obviously we prefer and you know, that yeah. type of thing. And it's it's great to have that network, but helping them feel heard from a non-judgmental perspective and helping them have a good death essentially. And that's why it's so broad because that can mean so many different things to so many different people. And just, it, it's basically like that support system and gathering together some details of, Hey, you're needing a good counselor. Okay. Um, or what are you looking for in that, you know, within that community and me, I'm, I'm totally new at it. At, like we've said, but mm -hmm my ideal approach is like, I don't pretend to have all the answers and I want to stay within that support role and that heart-based empathy throughout that journey. And I can mm. help find the fits of those things that are out of my scope, like a therapist mm. or you know, a lot of the times they have their, their medical staff. I'm non-medical and, mm. um, but basically a good death. Sorry. Ramble. Yeah. <laughs> no ramble, like talk that that's, that's way awesome. And I, so I was able to, for about a year, uh, serve as a, like volunteer as a crisis counselor. That's amazing. For the, for the crisis text line. And so when, because before I, before I did that, you know, you, you hear empathy and it was kind of just like, you know, it's this, it's either like extremely mystified or like way dumbed down, you know what I'm saying? So like, like getting it, but it's unbelievable how, how much people can just be at peace when you don't say anything. You just, you just feel, you know what I mean? They, you just validate them and you just listen. Like I've actually, during my time with that, I, I mean, we were able to help more people and I didn't even give, I mean, they told us to stay away from advice. Like, don't tell, don't tell them anything. Let them come up with their plan. You yeah. guide them down the path and exactly. listen to them. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, and kind of like, I'm sure like this, right? Like heavy stuff, like, you know, for the first text is I have a knife and I'm going to kill myself. And you're just like, yeah, I, you know, you know, you know what I mean? And your first thing is like, that's, that's really hard. You know, the yeah. first thing is like, get them safe and then, and then listen to them. 
But yeah, I mean, you got like, you know, like, wow, well, th- you know, thanks for texting in. Sounds like you're going through a hard time. Like, yeah. you know, and then, you know, can we put the knife down and, and would you have time to just chat? You know what I mean? What's your name? And uh, anyway, that that's, yeah. So, I, I mean, w- because I feel like if people, when people hear this, they're going to be like, oh, she said this a lot. And I'm like, but that is the most important thing. I you know, know what I mean? I kind of yeah. wanted to get more, you know, you did a great job of like your detailing your process and stuff. Um, you know, and I'm just, I'm just exploring because I love this idea, but uh, people are going to hear that, but it's, but I want, to, I want them to know too. And I'm sure you can explain this as well, but like, that's so important. Like some people don't need anything else. Exactly. Like, they just need you to hold space. Mm. They need held and they may have family who is so busy and they've been having a, like a primary caretaker who has listened to the stories or the, you know, all of mm-hmm. the things. And they're at the same point trying to juggle their lives and their work. And of course they want to be there as much as they can, but can they always be, is that realistic? You know, not always. And so just being able to be there, not even giving advice, but respecting whatever that plan is for them and holding space is just, I mean, it moves mountains without talking at all. Like you said. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it can be, it can make literally, and, and that's the crazy thing. Like, I'm not, you know, like we're not exaggerating this fact that like literally that makes, that can make or break somebody. Yeah. You know, being able to be listened to and be heard. That's great. So your wellness center, t- talk to me about your wellness center. Like, when did you start that? What made you want to do that? Cause I mean, that, I, the, from what it sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you the death doula part of this came in after you started your wellness practice. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. okay. Talk to I me. got, yeah, I got certified as a death doula just in February and I, well, anyways, with the wellness center, we in this coming November will be, will have been open for two years. We're in Brigham city. I opened it with um, one of my really good friends, uh, Jess Polson. She's a birth doula, Reiki master. And at the time I was a personal trainer and how it kind of went down was like, we met up for coffee and mind you, we, we hadn't been friends for very long. Like, but it just, <laughs> you know, when you have those connections, it's like, I feel like I've known you a lot longer and we're jumping yeah, into, yeah. but we went to coffee at buzz brew and we're sitting down and we're like, okay, so this is going to sound weird. And both of us were like, we had this dream. I had this dream last night. And she's like, you, you did too. And I was like, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to crazy when I bring this up. I'm like, I, I saw us opening like a, a, some type of a center. Like it felt like a wellness center. And she's like, I literally had the same one last night. And it was just the weirdest phenomena, like whatever you want. And then that was in like July, almost two years ago. And then we started looking around for business locations and talking to the SBDC small business division resources like that. Mm -hmm. And then we found our location and we were doing construction (sighs) September and October, open November, hit the ground running. And then ever since it's just been, we have Everyone here is a subcontractor that runs their own business, kind of like a oh, salon. Cool. Yeah. We have massage therapist, hypnotherapist, um, an infrared sauna, estheticians, Reiki masters, just this whole like hub of wellness. Wow. And, it's, and it's the coolest. It's been a ride for sure, but <laughs> it's been it's been crazy. And then at the time I was certified, I still am. I don't actively practice as a personal trainer, but I, I implement my knowledge into other things with just wellness in general as a, through NASM and then got certified or I've been certified in yoga 
Reiki master. And then most re- more recently, um, a death doula. So that's cool. Just kind of like catalysted and went with the flow and just went where I'm pulled. And, <laughs> right. you know, like I said, so, right. <laughs> so you guys started this, this past November. Um, it will be or, or, or 2019. 2019. That's insane. So COVID, COVID, the pandemic, slow you down a little bit, pick it up a little bit. Um, it wasn't too bad. We weren't able to utilize like our classroom area because of large gatherings, but as far as like one-on-ones, not too bad, but we were able to get a little bit of uh, help and resources from like paycheck protection to help with some of the lack from the classroom space. But honestly, people, I felt almost pulled more to their wellness in a time where it's like, they're not traveling. They're really sitting themselves and how they're their own self-care and what they need to do to fill their own cup. So we weren't hit too, too hard. Um, fortunately, I know it's not the same for many others, but sure, sure, sure. But it's weird because with businesses, I feel like the pandemic either, you know, slowed it down a ton or, or, you know, catapulted it. Right. Right. So, so just, yeah, way curious on that. Um, so, Oh, I, I just, I have to ask this cause I'm like super, um, you know, so just a little bit about me before to set this question up. All right. I have no, I, I don't, uh, I don't judge anybody. Like I served, uh, I volunteered as a Christ counselor. I volunteered, um, you know, with, uh, in other roles where I'm, I'm helping people as far, you know, like talk with people and crisis counselors. And so like, I have friends on, on, every spectrum all across the spectrum. So being, you know, you mentioned you were agnostic. That's kind of where you're at. When you had this, I'm going to call it a vision. Yeah. I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it a vision. All right. Um, when you had this and she had the same thing, what are you thinking? Right. What are you thinking? So how do you explain that? How do you explain that? Yeah. So we're big into like, I obviously do Reiki, like I'm big into energy Mm -hmm. and I feel like, I worked on myself a lot and, you know, I just kind of like you and Brett said, just do things just because it's the right thing to do and Mm -hmm. pull the people into my life and the right situations. And it just happened very organically. And I felt like it was just, it flowed and that's how I knew it was right. And I was like, the universe, you know, must be supporting (laughs) us and I'm down with that and I'm going to do whatever I can to keep it flowing because obviously it's meant to be. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, like I said, like those things are really cool to me. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I'm Polynesian. Uh, like I'm, I'm a little bit Hawaiian. I know I don't look anything like it, but, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Cause it's all legit. I promise. Um, but you know, like there's a lot of spirit, you know, there's a lot of energy and there's a lot of spirit when you talk about like some of these um, like personally, when I go back and learn about like Hawaiian history and stuff like that, like, um, this idea of like energy and like these connections that you you make with people seemingly out of the blue, like there's something really cool about that. There's just something really special about that, because I think everybody has ha- experienced something like that where you're like, dude, I've known you forever. Like, I'll just give you one example, like like something very dear to me, like my children, like yeah. when my daughter was born, she was it was not new. She was not new to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like I had known her forever like she was I was it wasn't like I have a new baby it was like I was welcoming someone in you know that that I had not seen for a long time like that's what I described and then my son was the same way like so not new 
Like it was, it's just so weird. Like when they do certain things, like I already see it coming only because like, I feel like I've known them forever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I just think that's, I think those experiences are special. I think those are really cool. I agree. (laughs) So, so you guys have been in business for a long, for seemingly like quite a while. What's the hardest part? What's been the hardest part for you about starting a business? And, and especially with a partner. Okay. So luckily, like I honestly could not have a better business partner. Like on it, we are <laughs> like, we started out as like, we're, we're cool. We're friends, you know, but then it's like, no, we're like, we're besties. And I get to work with my <laughs> best friend every single day. And we have very similar ideals. And, um, but one of the, like the hardest things was just like, we had our list of values and, um, sticking to those regardless of, of, you know, Hey, this tenant, you know, we need to fill these spaces. Cause you know, we all pay an overhead rent to be in a commercial building. <laughs> but you know what, if that value doesn't align, it's going to speak more if we say no, because it just, I don't think it's a good fit and saying no to what seems like an easy fix in the moment for delayed gratification. Mm. And beginning that was hard because you're like, I need to fill, I need to fill my space. You know, we got to make this go off the ground and you learn the hard way by saying yes to some of those sometimes, but then it, it, like I look back and I'm like, it was a good lesson because it was like, you should have went with your authenticity from the beginning and stuck to Mm. what was true to you and your business partner. So (laughs) I like what you said there, like, like staying with your authenticity. Yeah. Cause man, that's a real thing. When you're in business, when you start fighting against this energy that's telling you not to do this or or like, you know, like I, I do feel like things are hard. Like I'm not yeah. saying they're not hard, but if right. it doesn't flow like flow and easy are not the same thing. No. Yeah, you know no, it's definitely not easy, even though it flowed. It took some like like you said, like groundwork. I mean, we were doing, we did most of the construction with the help of Jess's dad, who's a contractor and painting. I mean, like all of October, I painted that whole front section, like <laughs> sweet rock, like, oh my hip. <laughs> that was That's hard. great. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and when people start fighting against this flow, you know, and, and like they start, um, I'm going to say damning themselves, but because I'm literally talking about like a river, like <laughs> I grew up in, I grew up in Iowa and we lived right next to one of the biggest dams on the Mississippi river. And, uh, it's different. I mean, it's different when you see stuff like that. Like, I mean, the whole, we were talking about like that word took on a new meaning when I saw like this, the mighty Mississippi river. Like if you've ever seen that river, it's ginormous and it's fast. And, uh, and if you hit the wrong, if you hit the wrong, current in that river you're done i mean there's no you got no shot so like to see like this level change like this piece of cement you know you got one part of the water here and then another part all the way down here like and that can happen in your business like you should be here but you're you're here because you've done something you know yeah yeah it's 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 bananas so um how do you how do you how like how do you have conversations with your business partner uh, you know, cause I, I feel like I have had a lot of entrepreneurs on here and business owners on here who, um, you know, they have, the, you, they might just be like solopreneurs or they right. might have like employees, but that's not really the same thing, but like a business partner, um, yeah. how do you, I mean, how do you, 
do it with a partner? Like what, what, how do you approach a partnership? So it sounds so corny, but for us, it was just like such this pull that we knew, like, we're like, we're doing this. Like, (laughs) I mean, we flow, we balance each other literally. And I'll use our room for reference a little bit. I'm actually in it right now. You can see like there's some black chairs in here, right? (laughs) See some color like that graffiti behind me. She, I like dark. She likes light, yin, yang. Like we balance each other out <laughs> in the best ways. And we, it took some like figuring out like, hey, these are your strengths. These are my strengths. We've helped each other develop the parts that are a little, you know, like, oh, that's triggering for me. But like, let's do it. Let's work through it. And things that, you know, I gravitate to, she helps me with and vice versa. But it took some figuring out of like, hey, like if this isn't the easiest part for you, let me show you how to make it easy or you know what, you gravitate to that. I'll gravitate to this. And it honestly always ends up being pretty dang 50, 50. Like we just (laughs) so well. And I'm lucky, really lucky because I don't think it's always like that. I just, honestly, I, I hit, you know, a gold mine and (laughs) so easy and chill to work with. Yeah. I mean, if everybody had partnerships would work more, if, if you're, if the partnerships were like what you're describing. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Because like partnerships are, you know, sometimes they can be the best thing. Sometimes it, sometimes it's tough. Right. So let me, when did you realize that, you know, you, 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 before your wellness center, you're, you're a personal coach, right? Personal trainer, personal trainer. That's what I meant, man. I listen, I've been in Utah. I've been in Utah for like five years and everybody's a coach. I yeah, tried yeah. to be a coach for a little bit, but then I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. <laughs> this is this flow thing, right? I was like, this isn't flowing for me. This isn't like who I am, but it works out for a lot of people. So you're, you're a personal trainer. Um, yeah. Was that, was that your business before the wellness center? Yes, it was actually okay. Shanna Anderson fitness. And I, okay. I took a very like conscious movement approach to it. I guess it wasn't your standard cookie cutter trainer, I guess. I don't know. You okay. Know. Okay. But yeah, tell me more. Yeah. It was very like, I'm big into body positivity. And I just found that like some of the standard was not uh, resonating with me. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it felt, I just was pulled to wellness and I was like, Mm -hmm. it just didn't flow. Cause I just found myself like cringing a lot. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I just don't, uh -uh," you know, (laughs) and then I pulled more to like, okay, learned about Reiki implemented that into some Mm -hmm. of that like training. I'm like, freaking beautiful the way you are let's help you <laughs> be conscious and like know what muscles are you know overactive and underactive that type of an approach and then it yeah. just turned to um like the flow wasn't as well and so then I actually had Michael Glassford on here uh, you know I I would say within around Thanksgiving changed my LLC from Shanna Anderson Fitness to Shanna Anderson Wellness and I just was like all right I'm not personal training as a service anymore but I can for sure know that that knowledge wasn't wasted. Like I can talk about, yeah. you know, like generalized advice with people and be like, you know mm-hmm. what? I just want to help people move better. Do I want to do it all the time for my income? Not necessarily, but Hey, I'm happy to be an advocate and help you along. I don't really, I don't need, I don't need your money. Like, you know, I'm like, I just like it. I just want to do it. Cause I like it. Yeah. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of it. So I would go to the gym yeah. and I'm like, not liking lifting right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, cause I agree with you. I mean, that was one of the things that we got a lot, like that I, I got a lot when we were talking about 
like the crisis text line was, you know, people are, are picking on me and I'm definitely like against that. I had the opportunity and this episode will release um, actually Monday, but I had the opportunity to interview Drew Manning, the fit to fat to fit gentleman. Okay. Um, how, are you familiar with fit to fat to fit? I'm not. Uh-uh. Oh, you got the, he's got an incredible story. Like he starts out a, a similar, similar beginning to yours where you, you start out in personal training and you're like, uh, you know, he's like coaching people and he's training people. And he's like, I don't understand why you're not listening to me. And I don't understand why this is so hard for you. Cause he's been fit like his whole life. Right. So he, the first time he does this fit to fat to fit, he, he gains like, I think it's like 75 pounds okay. in like six months Yeah. to get back. And so he gets fit to fat and then he goes back to fit. And he, I mean, the whole interview was like him learning about this empathy learning empathy, right? He's like, this isn't, and and then he, and then, you know, when I got to talk to him, a big part of his message was like, he just wanted people to be healthy. Like you don't have to have six pack abs. You don't have to have, you know, baseball biceps, you know, he's like, just be like, you know, cause he's like, just be, I want you to be happy. And I want you to be healthy. Like whatever that looks like on your body, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like run around with your kids. And if that makes you happy and you're healthy, like more power to you, man, you know? Yeah. And like, and like, I know a lot of fitness people who are like, we just want you to like, uh, like, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with like Alyssa Coons. Mm-hmm. She is a, she's a, um, oh dude, a mobile, uh, th- fitness therapy. Oh, she's going to, she's going to kick my ass. Cause I totally don't remember, but uh, a mobile, she, anyway, she does this, right. Physical right. therapist. There it is. Physical okay. therapist. Um, and she, same thing with her. She's like, what are your, like, what do you want to do? You want to like play bat? You want to play bat, ba- play basketball with your kids? Like, well then let's get you there. Right. We'll get you. That's what you want to do. Like, that's all we need to do then. Right. Here's what we need to do to make that happen. And so I really like that approach. Cause you know, like I did that too. You know, I was, I was college football, all that good stuff. And, and, and I was like, but I've always been a bigger guy too. Yeah. You know, like if you looked at, if you put me on a BMI chart, it's like, no, it doesn't look pretty, but I'm, you know, but I'm, but I'm good. Like I could probably, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, cause I felt good at the time. Right. And uh, anyway, it's just cool. Like that kind of stuff people need more of. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you know, cause it's like, man, you, you want to hit your goals? Like then, then let's just do what, let's just do what we got to do to hit your goals. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I really like that. But so your, your practice is your wellness center is in Brigham city. Yes. Wellness centers in Brigham city. And then I'm a subcontractor underneath the wellness center. Like I have my own separate, I have two LLCs. So. Oh, cool. Yep. I got you. Wellness center. And then, um, Shanna Anderson wellness. I do Reiki. Honestly, that's, that's what I do a lot of. Like, so, so yeah, I, I'm familiar with Reiki, but if somebody's listening to this new and especially live on Facebook, what's Reiki? So Reiki by quote unquote definition means universal life force energy. It's an ancient Japanese relaxation technique that helps um, instill peace, relaxation, align the chakras, the energy centers kind of helps you release negative energy, bring in positive Mm -hmm. energy. So that's a, that's a short condensed nutshell, I guess you would say. (laughs) So what does Reiki look like? Okay. So someone would come in and you know, kind of had dim, dim lighting. This is my office space massage mm-hmm. table in the back here. Um, 
and I'll be like, okay, so is this your first Reiki session? Nine out of, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was referred by someone said it's really relaxing. So on, so like, awesome. Okay. So you have a totally have the option to take off your shoes. It's fully clothed. They'll lay down on, I'll say, um, lay on your back face up. You can be underneath the blanket. I'm like, make yourself a home in here. Like set your keys wherever. Mm -hmm. Do you, man? Like, I want you to be comfortable because I'm a new person and I'm, you're, you're giving me permission to get in with your energy. That's a vulnerable thing. Like you make yourself yeah. a home and I get you any pillows for your knees, your lower back. Like, let's make this relaxing. And then I'll kind of go through, okay, are you familiar with the chakras in the body? And if they say no, I'll kind of go through, okay, root, sacral, solar plexus, heart chakra, throat, third eye and crown, and kind of elaborate on each one of those. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm big on education because I feel like to some people, they have no idea. Like you said, what Reiki is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of destigmatizing, you know, I, I keep it pretty down to earth, but still it's, it's meant to be very sacred, uh, rooted in Japanese culture and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. keep it sacred. Um, so I'd yeah. be like, all right, great. Do you have any allergies to any essential oils? You care if we use an eye pillow, it's very minimal touch. I don't have to do any touch. Like, mm-hmm feet up by the temples the shoulders and they're like you know most people but i ask every single time because anything with touch and consent you know obviously mm-hmm. and then like, i'm good on oils and i'm like well thank you for putting up with my spiel now let's do it <laughs> but they appreciate that because some people they're like i don't even know and i'm like just so you know it's not my energy being depleted it's channeling in good loving positive energy yeah i'm the channel like think of me as the channel i'm a little mm-hmm. bit of an I'm an intuitive. So I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Utilize that in this session because actual Reiki is channeling in the good energy. Some people don't talk. And I get permission to kind of, hey, over here, clearing this. This is what's up, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those people. And we have meditative music on, some candles. And then we ask what their intention is for their session. And usually it's something along the lines of if they had no idea before walking in, like, oh, you said crown chakra clarity. I'm feeling a lack of clarity. And I'm like, okay, let's get to it. Grounding. Cool. So then we kind of go from there. We open the session and then it's 60 minutes yeah. and then kind of close it out. So yeah. <laughs> how did you get, what, what made you want to choose Reiki? So, I mean, cause this is an interesting path. I mean, I like, as you're telling the story, it also sounds like a very, like, uh, I mean, obvious path, right. You know, you get like personal training and then you kind of get into Reiki and yoga and these things like this, it feels like it flows. Like it feels yeah. like, yes. you know, a lot of those things do, you know, are very well with each other. So, yeah. um, what made you pick Reiki though? Like what drew you to Reiki? So before Jess and I ever opened the wellness center, um, we, we actually became friends on Instagram, just like we both live in, you know, Box Elder County and mm-hmm. like, man, I vibe like, and she followed me and I met her when I was working at a holistic health store just down on Maine, like mm-hmm. a health store. She came in and she was shopping and I was like, oh, like, let me just start vibing. So we followed each other on Instagram and then she posted that she was doing Reiki sessions. And I was like, okay, like, what is this? And I like, you know, just. and she put some benefits and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting pulled to this. That's how I work. I'm like, I feel that pull. I just lean in and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like, you know, 
elaborate, you know, enlighten me. Like I'm down. So I go get Reiki done. And then me and my husband did couples Reiki. And for a while we, I had a lot of Reiki done and I was like, and she, it was nice because she validated me in a session. She's just like, dude, like you have some potential here to really like do Reiki. And I'm like, I do. I'm like, that's <laughs> well, okay, let's, you know, I want to learn more. And if it's anything, I, I like the, just the concepts were really interesting to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get certified, whether it's for me and my family, that's cool. And then I started practicing on like my brother, brother-in-laws, my sister-in-laws, my husband. And then next thing we know, the conversations about the wellness center start. And I'm like, okay, I've done enough practice sessions. I feel like I can start offering this and, you know, I'm just going where I'm pulled and then it, it just clicked and then it flowed and flowed. Yes. And flowed. yes. Now I just, I, I do that full time. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, again, like th- some of these things, like I, I like these because a lot of these things just kind of like mesh really well with business. Like, um, like when I realized that I, I have an e-commerce business, so I have my podcast, I have an e-commerce business and I, I have a few sales things that I do. Um, but like when, when I knew, like when I wanted to start a few of these businesses, like it like became very unfoggy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I got like, everything became super clear and it was like, yes, you need to do this. Like win or, win or lose, you got to, you got to do this. Right. And I think it goes back to that statement that I made at the beginning. That's like, you know, I can live with failure. I can't live with what if. Yeah. So, and for me, that was, that was a huge thing too. I, I don't, yeah. I didn't go for the personal training, but I actually used to work in banking. Okay. And I was going to ask, like, like, tell us the, the, this whole transition into business, right? Yeah. So it was banking, like right out of high school, I, I worked at us bank and then I, um, got a job at key bank. And like, it was, um, I met some of the best people. I met one of my best friends. She was my boss. And now she's one of my besties, you know, mm-hmm. and I was sitting in my office. I remember one day, like both great places to work for. And I learned so much, obviously like with sales and people and just like leveling with, you know, and professionalism, but mm-hmm. I was sitting in my office, like I was 20 and it was, you know, I had a good gig, like straight up. And I was like, I have all this, but I know there's more for me and I don't know what that looks like, but I know that right now this, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do here, but I'm pulled somewhere else. Um, but I've learned from that. And then it transitioned into working at a health store, getting certified as a trainer and then or, or cool. yoga before a trainer and then personal trainer and then Reiki. And then kind of as we open the business and the wellness center, and then it's just kind mm. of like, and then death doula. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That, no, that's really cool. I really, I really like that because again, the things like they flow and, and I'm not like, I don't like college bash, like for two reasons, like I have a degree, but I didn't get my degree because I like, I like, I got my degree in accounting. Yeah. Um, but the only reason I got my degree was because I wanted it. Like I, I, that was it. Like I just, yeah. it was for me, I felt like it was something I needed to do. And uh, so I don't college bash. I also don't nine to five bash. Like that's why I, nope. I, I use, I don't use the word entrepreneur very often. Cause I think there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. Yeah. That's yeah. just me. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, I, I don't mind Cause I, I still have a nine to five, like 
and I love it. And I'm probably not ever going to give it up because I like these. There's some setting, like, especially in sales, uh, there's, there's some settings in sales that I couldn't get if I, if I didn't have it and I like it and it doesn't bother me. I don't know. Some people are like, <laughs> some people are like, we're going to get you to get you out of your nine to five. And I'm like, I like my nine to five though. I'm cool. <laughs> Like, why does, yeah, yeah, no, my parents are both nine to five. Like my mom's HR at a big company and mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, you know, do, yeah, do what you love. Yeah, I'm, it is. It, it's, it's about, and that's why I was kind of drawn to like, talk to people in this field, like death doulas. I've, I've had meditation instructors, yoga, like, um, I've had, I've had a lot of people in that, in this realm on my show, because it's just like, there's, there's something about at the end of the day, like, are you happy with what's going on in your life? Like, are you happy with the path that you're on? Is it the path that you're supposed to be on? Whatever that means. And then let's rock and roll. Let's, yeah. let's work with that. You that know what I'm saying? You're happy. Like, keep yeah, going. Got, yeah. And, and I think, and I think more than happiness, I tell, I, you know, I, I think there's a difference between happiness and peace. Yeah. And I, yeah. Might, I, I might've said this on Brett's episode. That's what I was just going to say. I was listening okay. and I was like, yeah, like it's one thing to be happy, but it's another thing to be at peace and content of like, you know, obviously as a business owner, we have those times where it's like, man, <laughs> am I stressed? But other, it's like, you know what? I'm still like at peace and very I, I, content's almost not the right word, like fulfilled. Mm-hmm with my decisions and that path for myself like, and yeah. there's a piece of knowing, like, I don't have those, uh, what yeah. it is. I, you know, we plunged yeah. in and well, well, yeah. I don't know a lot about the chakras, but I know some, oh. so I know a little bit and there's the seventh one right right above here. Crown. Yep. The crown. Yep. But it's out, but it's not in, it's out. Right. It's kind of like on the, yeah. Like on the top of your head, like, okay. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Okay. In, yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I was going to say like, I'm learning more about that. Cause I like that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like this guiding thing that, that hap that as, as you're peaceful, like as the way, as the storms come, you can still be peaceful. And, uh, and yeah, man, that's a lot of business. I mean, cause if you, you know, I, I always feel, I always feel like when, when I get in these conversations, I, I just tell business owners, I'm like, you probably shouldn't do a whole, they're like, I need to do a lot of research and like, I'm an accountant. Right. So like, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to forecast and we're going to do break evens and we're going to do all this stuff. I was like, I was like, okay, sometimes yes. Like if we're selling products, then we should do that. But like, if you're just going to start a business, man, like I wouldn't do a whole lot of research because I, when I started a few of my companies, I was like, and I say, I feel like I've started a lot. I've started like two or three. Right. So, but each time I didn't, I, I, I did a li- enough research to feel like I could do it. And then, uh, because I, t- I, I look back and I was like, if I would have done more research and, or if I would have known that this was going to happen or this was going to happen or that this was going to be a problem, I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have psyched myself out. Yeah. 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 Don't psych yourself out, man. Just run, just run in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and, and so, and so that's really cool. So, um, well, I, I appreciate your time. Um, like I said, like like I said, we've been on for about an hour, so I, I you've been more than generous with your time. And I'm uh, wondering how people can take advantage of the services you offer if that's what they want to do. So go ahead, what, follow you on Instagram, websites, where you at? Okay. So for my personal services, Shanna underscore Anderson underscore wellness, Shanna Anderson wellness, um, on Instagram, full circle wellness center.ut on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all over Facebook, you know, full circle on the center. It's a white and black moon mandala, or you can just text me like four, three, five, seven, two, zero, 10, 96. I text or like Facebook messenger is fine too. I it's all good. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you yeah. joining me. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you.